go right to the phone lines and welcome a very special guest, the head basketball coach at Tennessee, Rick Barnes. Rick, we appreciate you taking some time, my friend, to talk about last night's win on the road at Vanderbilt. I tell you, anytime, Rick, you hold a team to 25 or fewer points in each half, you got to like your chances, right? Yeah, and Christian, I, I, I do think that after the performance we had at Georgia, and we were awful there, and we came back and we said we're gonna if we don't do anything else we're gonna we're gonna guard and we're going to defend and I thought for the most part we played a really solid defensive game on both you know both halves and in the second half we were finally able to convert some missed shots and some and some deflections into some easy baskets and that's kind of what opened the game up for us. Let me ask you, Rick. When you know and, and you talk about defending and that's something whether you're you got great shooters or you're going well, you always should be able to do that. I know that's easier said than done, but especially when you're playing as many young guys as you are right now, how hard is it to do that, to keep drilling these guys' head? Listen, even though some of our better shooters aren't shooting it well, maybe we're not playing as crisply offensively as we want to, what's going to get us where we need to go is guarding and playing defense. That's a lot That's a lot easier than said than done sometimes, isn't it? You're right, and, you know, it's really funny you say that because last night at one time I look out there and, you know, we're at the other end, which is different coaching on the end line, and I look out and I start looking. I'm like, we've got five freshmen out there, and I said, I don't – what am I doing, you know? Because what you just said, you can – you try to work a couple of them in at a, at a time, but uh, it isn't – it is harder than you might think. But last night I thought our guys really made a lot of fix-it plays. We were in the gap where we needed to be, really trying to control dribble penetration and, for the most part, rebound ball well. But we did a really good job of what we call fix-it plays. Coach, it's Austin Price. Uh, Jordan Bowden seemed like he kind of snapped out of his uh, slump a little bit last night. Uh, I told Chris in the first segment, if you can if you can start to make shots over there at Memorial, you probably can make them just about anywhere just because it is such a, a different type gym. Uh, did you see something different in him last night, or was there something mechanically in the shot, or just a matter of just continuing to shoot through it? No, I think shooting through it, and I think, I think his shot selection was better. I do think – he was putting a lot of pressure on himself, and uh, he took he took one difficult shot last night that we talked about today. And and you know we want our guys shooting shots. We just want them to shoot good shots. And I, we felt last night that we really, for the most part, had pretty good looks at it that came within the framework of what we were trying to get done on the offensive end. But I just think that he just, as you said, just kind of sort of shot through it, and uh, he actually. We only had one three, but, you know, he got called. Uh, he took a long two. His toe was just barely on the line. And then I think we had one more where we were on the line. That hasn't happened that much this year. But but we need him to do that. But his defense was really good last night, too. For a, a young team that's kind of went through these offensive struggles in recent weeks, to kind of see them kind of break out and have that run there in the second half, do, do you feel like that's as big from a confidence standpoint for this group as anything else, just – Seeing the ball go through the hole and and understanding that you know, it, it, you know, you just got to continue to work and not you know not you know get down on themselves. You know what I think more than anything that we showed them today is if they do what we ask them to do in terms of getting to their spot on the floor, understanding what's happening out there, we can score. And last night was by far and away the best offensive execution we had with the details getting taken uh, taken care of and. Uh, our point guard play is very important. It's like a quarterback or a pitcher in baseball, you know, controlling the game. And our point guard, Josiah James, really started understanding some things or seeing it more clearly last night. And then 
Sante's still going to, Santiago's still going to, he's still learning a lot of different things, but for the most part, he's done a, a terrific job for the situation he was put in. But last night, we had our best execution in terms of guys just simply getting where they're supposed to be, moving the ball when it wasn't there, making the extra pass, just simple things that people wouldn't think would be that big a deal but are huge. So spacing was the best that we've had, and that's what made us flow a little bit better last night. Rick, it's Chris again. That segues into something I wanted to ask you. So in the last couple of weeks, you've added two new pieces to your team, Santiago and, and Euros. As you look at that and where this team is chemistry-wise, continuity, how promising is it that, you, that, you know, it's tough to add two guys like that midstream to the, you know, to the puzzle and sort of go from here that you guys, those guys in particular, will sort of fit in with everybody else going forward? Well, you're right. It's, it's, it's been difficult because we knew for Santiago to be a factor, not does he only have to learn what we're doing. We had to put some things in that the whole team had to learn to help him because what we do, and, and so we've added some ball screen situations that he's more comfortable with, that he was doing a very good job with. Then as people adjusted, he's going to have to continue to adjust as he's learning how to play when he doesn't have the ball in his hand. Because when he first got here, we knew he had to keep the ball in his hand and just try to teach him one thing. And now with uh, uh, Uros coming in, you see he can do some things down there. He's fighting for his space, but uh, he still, uh, last night we took him out of the game twice because he didn't get where he needed to go and broke us down on the offensive end where we didn't have the flow we were talking about earlier. But it is much more difficult than you might think this time of year adding that in. But the great thing, you mentioned chemistry. We do think this team has great chemistry because they like each other. They respect each other. Olivier played his best game last night in terms of doing the things that we need him to do for this team. And uh, we get more. Jalen Johnson's getting uh, better doing understanding what exactly his role is. We need we need John Fulkerson to get more consistent. E. Pons is getting better by the game, and uh, which I, we expect that from him because he works so hard. But the exciting thing, Chris, is that I, I know that this group, if we can just keep moving in this direction, we're really going to be able to build something special. Yeah, and I was going to ask you, you know, every coach I've ever been around, obviously you want to be playing your best basketball come March. And as you look at this team, what what do you think needs to happen, Rick, for that to happen? What are some two or, two or three things, two or three things, keys for this basketball team as you guys head toward March to be playing its best basketball? You know what? I think the first thing is what we just came through. We won two really tough physical games against two physical teams, uh, one on the road in Missouri and then obviously here against uh, South Carolina. Then we took a step backwards at Georgia because we didn't have the kind of effort that we have to have defensively, and we weren't into the game mentally the way we needed to be. And so after having a really good defensive game last night, you got a really good uh, team, Ole Miss, coming in who, you know, they, they've had some really tough breaks come their way. And, and can we now take our defense to another level and continue to grow with our offense where everybody understands what we're looking for down the floor, what their job is, and that's got to be the step that we need to take to be the team that we want to be and, and get that word that everybody talks about, consistency. We know we're going to get what we need night in and night out from certain guys obviously. Rick knowing what you've been through this year with you know the loss of Lamonte, Jordan's slump Euros' initial denial uh, to have all this kind of stuff happen to you and to be sitting here at, at three and two in conference play I mean what's that say about this group of kids I mean because ultimately I mean 
you've only got a couple of seniors, and one of them is no longer, you know, an option to play on the, on the court. So, I mean, does it kind of show you this this young group's medal a little bit? It does, and you know what? Uh, in all honesty, you know, we thought we would probably end up redshirting Drew Pember and, and Devontae Gaines when the season started if Uroche had been cleared and Lamonte had been up to where he needed to be and it didn't happen. But we've had to make so many adjustments, you know, in the last six weeks. It's been – it's really – we felt like we were just starting over almost every other day with this group. And the fact that they have hung in there and because and we, we, we want to win every game and we're not making excuses when we don't. I mean – I can tell you that after the Georgia game, that yeah, uh, John Fulkerson and 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 Bowden both had the flu, and we probably shouldn't have played either one of them. And looking back at the way we played, I wish we wouldn't have and let Urosh and Olivier play the whole game and, and let them get more experience. But but we want to win every game, and we think with this group we got a chance. And because they again they are, they have been resilient with what's thrown at us. Because you know there's a couple games this year, the Wisconsin game, and that we were just very uh at that point in time we were you know emotionally we weren't sure and this is where the game where i thought they were just shell shocked because that's the first game you know monte didn't play and and so that was one of those games where it set us back a little bit and we played okay in the lsu game didn't make enough plays when we needed to when the game was in the balance but going to missouri was a big one for us and now we just got to keep keep going if we can do what we can do because i this group has really been good. They really have been. They're just young, and they're still learning. Rick, before we get you out of here, I tell you, as you look at this conference, just when, just when you think you've got it figured out or maybe it's this tier of teams and then this tier of teams and then that tier of teams, you know, something happens. It's almost like anybody can beat anybody, and, and that's sort of what the SEC has been the last couple of years, has it not? It, yeah, you're right, Chris. And you, know what, but you look around, and you know it probably better than me. College basketball is kind of like that right now. Yep. I mean, it's going on around the country in, in, in a lot of different ways, but uh, it'll like most this time of year, it'll it'll probably settle down somewhere along the way. But in our league, I think it's, it could be like that all all year long because there's some teams right now that you know that you know they're going they're going to get better. And and you go back to the preseason, some teams play more difficult schedules than others, you know. And and uh, so you you never know until you really get deep in the conference play what each team's really is all about. Well, I got to ask you a question that only you can answer. A, a friend of ours that's is a true media star here in this market, Russell Bivin, pops in from time to time with you. Is he as the kind of elite athlete that he tells everybody he is? Is that true? All I can tell you is when you asked me that, I asked him that, and you know what he said? He he said that Chris has no idea how elite I am, but <laughs> I haven't seen it now. But that's what he said. So I got I trust him and I love him. So I, I'm going to have to go with him. If he's as good as he says, because Wentz Anderson tells me he's a, he's a superstar, and he misused him, or he'd have probably spent some time in the NBA. Now, now Rick, Channel, Channel 10's they got that basketball team called the Heartbreakers. Todd Howell leads them around. Todd swears yeah. that Russell taps out after about 30 seconds. Got, no more. No more. <laughs> And, well, and, you know, his, his shoulder, he had to have, uh, you know, he got a rotator cuff replaced because he either shot it, he, he didn't pass it, so he had to shoot it too much or something, you know. Well, well, well tell them if they need anybody shooting one-on-ones late in the game, Rick, that you know just the guy, our friend Tony White's going to step in there and make those one-on-ones late in the game like he did at Vanderbilt about 30 years ago when you happened you, to be you, stu- you, scouting the you, game. You know, I'm sitting on the bench right before the start of the game, and I'm talking to Brian Lance. I said, you know, I, went, I showed him where I was scouting one night and told him the story about Tony. <laughs> and, and I think Tony admit, Tony was shocked when I brought up that stat sheet 
Well, no, that was when you brought the stat sheets out when he was. I think poor old Tony missed about three free throws that whole season. He shot about 92%. And two yeah, of them when you just had. When two of them just happened to be when you were in the building scouting that night, and you never let him live that down. <laughs> That's right, because he was. He was the nation leading free throw shooter, and he did miss two one and one. Well, he certainly appreciates everything you guys have done for him and the way the, the Vol basketball family has rallied around him. Rick, we appreciate your time tonight, my friend. All right. Thank you, guys.